In the 1500s, amid the clash of civilizations in the New World, a remarkable figure arose. A man who evolved from a distinguished Spanish soldier into a warrior and hero for the indigenous Mayan people. His journey unfolded as an absolute odyssey, transitioning from soldier to castaway to slave and ultimately a revered warlord. Despite leaving an indelible mark on Latin American history and the gene pool, his name remains largely unknown outside of Mexico. Friends, welcome to the Mysteries of Latin America podcast. My name is Andrew Colon, and in this first podcast of 2024, we tell the incredible story of Gonzalo Guerrero. How this story hasn't become an international major motion picture is beyond me, and it really is the story of an amazing life and the adventures of an unlikely hero. Join us as I tell the extraordinary tale of Gonzalo Guerrero. Gonzalo Guerrero was born in the 1480s in what we would call southwestern Spain today. Back then, Spain was a complex mix of politics and cultures. The Catholic monarchs Isabella I of the Kingdom of Castile and Ferdinand II of the Kingdom of Aragon were married in 1469 and united two kingdoms in Spain, but there was a lot more work to do to unite the whole country. The efforts to reclaim the Iberian Peninsula from Muslim rule was completed with the conquest of Granada in 1492, which coincided with a game-changing voyage of, you know who, Christopher Columbus. During this period, Spain witnessed a flourishing of arts and culture, and the religious fervor that set the stage for an area of exploration, expansion, exploitation, and conquest. When a young man named Gonzalo Guerrero was old enough, he became a soldier in the very young armed forces of the new Catholic kings of Spain, seeing fierce fighting and success as one of the Spanish tercios in the conquest of Granada, as part of one of the greatest infantry forces in European history. By being such an accomplished soldier, he lived up to his last name, as in Spanish, the last name Guerrero means warrior. This will take on a very important meaning later. In the year 1510, Gonzalo Guerrero sailed to the Americas with the Spanish fleet, hungry to conquer everything in their path and claim resources for the young Spanish monarchy. But the voyage he was on would take a disastrous turn when the expedition faced a violent storm, most likely a vicious hurricane, and their ship sank in the shallow waters off the coast of Jamaica losing all of its cargo and riches. Eighteen men and three women left in a makeshift raft with no provisions to drift across the open sea for 13 days. Somehow, ten survivors made it alive to the coasts of the Yucatan Peninsula in Mexico. These survivors, including Guerrero, were immediately met by the fierce Mayan warriors of the Cocom clan, who killed four of their members and took the rest as captives. They were now slaves of the Maya, who worked them relentlessly, cutting trees, working in the cornfields, fetching water, and carrying fish and other resources. Soon, all of these remaining Spanish slaves were literally worked to death, except for two former soldiers, one who was also a Catholic friar named Jerónimo de Aguilar and Gonzalo Guerrero, who were each sent to work for different provincial aristocrats. 
Guerrero was a slave of Nachan Khan, the governor of what today is known as Chetumal, the capital of our state here in Quintana Roo, Mexico. Although he was still a slave, Gonzalo showed exemplary military and fighting skills, and was even able to obtain a legitimate military rank as a commanding officer, teaching Spanish military offensive and defensive tactics, like fighting in columns and battalions, and even using tactics used by Alexander the Great himself to defeat the enemies of his governor. These abilities didn't only earn him prestige, but after heroically saving his master's life from a crocodile attack, it earned him his freedom. Now, as a warrior and free member of the Maya, he was part of many successful military campaigns. And there, his physical transformation began. He got tattoos, piercings, mutilations, and ritual scarring that befit his new rank of Nakom, a captain of warriors. With his new status, he was able to marry his love, Sasilha, the daughter of the governor he served and had children, cementing his ties to a culture that had once been foreign to him. In 1519, Hernán Cortés, the conquistador who later caused the fall of the Aztec Empire and brought large portions of what is now mainland Mexico under the rule of Spain, left the island of Cuba and sailed west, stopping at the island of what is now Cozumel, Mexico. There he was told the story of two Spanish shipwreck survivors who were kept as slaves by the Maya. He sent messengers with letters and translators to rescue them, complete with clothing and jewelry to use as a ransom payment. They first found Jerónimo de Aguilar, bought his freedom, and off he went to go find his shipmate Gonzalo Guerrero. Aguilar found Guerrero and gave him the letter from Cortés and told him they were there to free him. This is what Guerrero then said. Brother Aguilar, I am a married man with three children. Here, <laughs> I am a warlord and captain. During times of war, I paint my face and pierce my ears. What would the people say of me back in Spain, seeing me like this? You go with God. As you see, my children here are beautiful. Leave me those jewels for me to give away saying my brothers have sent them to me from my homeland. Aguilar pleaded with Guerrero to take his family with him, if that's what was so important. But Guerrero was staying put in his new home with his new family. Soon he would have to test that decision. Beginning in 1517, Guerrero and his men defended against repeated invasions from Spanish conquistadors and even against Cortés himself in 1524. Later, the massive Spanish invasion of the Yucatán Peninsula began, but Guerrero taught his warriors on how to face the foreigners, to never surrender, and more importantly, to never trust them, especially in an epic battle to protect his temporary home in what is now the state of Campeche in the Yucatán Peninsula. Wars and invasions raged on for years after that. In 1536, Gonzalo Guerrero was part of a fighting force of 50 long canoes that arrived in what is Honduras today to support an ally against Spanish invaders. In the ensuing battle, Guerrero was hit by a crossbow arrow, gravely wounding him. His men pulled him off the battlefield and behind a tree, where his final words 
were for them to take care of his family and for his troops of over 1,000 men to never give up the fight. After the Spanish broke through their lines and took Guerrero's body, his warriors were able to steal the body back and in a quick ceremony threw him into the nearby Ulua River so he could travel back into the ocean from which he came. After the Spanish conquered the whole country and converted it into New Spain, for centuries Gonzalo Guerrero was abhorred as both a traitor to his country and his faith. But after Mexico's independence from Spain in 1821, the people of Mexico started taking pride in the country's indigenous cultures, like the Maya, and the name Gonzalo Guerrero was transformed into a symbol of the fight against the imperialist power of Spain. Since then, Gonzalo Guerrero has been repositioned as the object of honors and monuments all over the country, especially here in the state of Quintana Roo. But Gonzalo Guerrero wasn't just a renegade Spaniard who changed sides in battle. Through his marriage and children with Cecil Ha, in Mexico he is known as the Padre del Mestizaje, or the father of the mix of cultures the first documented case of consensual union of indigenous Mexicans and Europeans changing the genetic history of the Americas forever. The story of Gonzalo Guerrero challenges traditional stories of conquest and colonization, forcing us to question the often oversimplified black and white portrayals of historical features and that history might be a lot more complicated and intertwined than we think. Friends, Thank you for listening to the story of Gonzalo Guerrero, and thank you for listening and following the Mysteries of Latin America podcast in the year 2023. As we push forward into 2024, I invite you to share this podcast with friends and family who might like to know about the myths, legends, history, and mysteries of North, Central, South America, and the Caribbean told in story form. You can catch us on Spotify, YouTube, iHeartRadio, Amazon Music, Apple and iTunes, and a host of other podcast carriers as we get the word out. I thank you for all of your story ideas and comments, and I look forward to bringing you more compelling stories right here on the Mysteries of Latin America. I'm Andrew Colon. Adios. Thank you.